about wisdom from four little creatures, isn't it? And uh, we said the main topic that we were looking at is overcoming post-COVID-19. And um, last week, we started looking at deploying the wisdom of the locust, deploying the wisdom of the locust. I told you that the locusts are my favorite in the four little creatures on the earth that we're looking at. Turn your Bible to me to Proverbs chapter 30. We're going to read from 24 to 28. We're just going to rehearse it very quickly. The Bible said there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong. Yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badger or the coney are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the cracks or on the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it's, it is in king's palaces. Amen. So we've looked at the ant, we've looked at the coney. We started last week looking at the locusts. Let's look at a few things we've said about the locusts very quickly because of time. I don't, I don't want to go over all the things that we have said over, uh, from the locusts, but we looked at um, a few things on the locusts. We said the locust teaches us what we can achieve together what we can achieve together and we take all these from joel chapter number two from verse one to eleven i'll just read it quickly but before then before then let's look at the, all the things we said last week we said that the locusts have no kin yet they advance in ranks amen and then we also said the locust number three like the ants or the coney have weaknesses they they cannot fly because they have very uh, straight winged narrow winged um, creatures that cannot fly yet the locust travels in the air for many many miles hundreds of miles amen and then we said the fourth thing that we talked about last week was that for the locust it is all about a case of jumping at the right time because all the locust has to do is to jump to meet the winds that is going or the trade winds or the storm and then it takes a hike in the wind amen so all, all these things we have they have meanings natural meanings in our lives and then locust moves in the wind that was number five and number six we said the locust are sacrificial creatures because they don't mind dying to, for the betterment of the whole swarm or the whole the, 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 the body, the mass. They don't mind individually dying to quench the fire, to quench, uh, uh, maybe stop the water or the floods so that the rest can pass through. Amen. So come with me to Joel chapter number 2. We are going to read from verses 1 through to 11 very quickly. The Bible says, I blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. 
like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, a people come very great and strong. The like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be, be any such after them, even for their successive, even for many successive generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the garden of Eden before them, but behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their, their appearance is like appearance of horses, they, and like the swift stead, they run, with, they run. With a noise like chariots over the mountains, they leap. Like the noise of flaming fire, they, they devour the stubbles. Like a strong people set in battle array, before them the people writhe in pain. All their faces are drained of color. They, they run like mighty men and climb the wall like men of war. Everyone matches information. They do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone matches in his own column. Though they launch between weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city and they run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grows dark and the stars diminishes their brightness. And the Lord gives voice before the, his army and his army is very great for strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible who can endure it. Amen. So we have gone through six things that we, uh, lessons we can glean from the locusts. The seventh thing that I want to talk about today is that the locusts are creatures that move with fellow creatures that have the same hunger for success, hunger for the betterment of the whole the, 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 the swarm as a whole. Amen. In Amos chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, how can two work together except they be in agreement? As, as a people, if we are going to succeed in post-COVID-19, then the people that we move around with are very, very crucial to our success. The people that we hang out with will determine whether we'll be successful or not. You know, when you are with people, you must, you must evaluate them. You must look at them. You must check whether these, these people, are they hungry for success? Are they hungry to achieve in life? Are they hungry to see, to see success? Are they hungry for something? What are they hungry about? What are the things that they are passionate about? What are the things that they really, wake, they are waking thoughts and they are going to bed thinking? What are their ambitions? What is it that they want? You know, when the locust is moving, they are all moving in hunger, with desire to achieve success, with desire to achieve the purpose of the greater good of the, the swamp. Are you moving with hungry people? Or are you moving with gossips? Are you moving with busybodies? Are you moving with layabouts? 
Are you moving with people that have no, no uh, zest for life? Are you moving with people who don't have any passion of, for success? They are just around. They are just whiling away the time. There's a saying that says that, show me your friend and I will show you your character. Show me your, I'll say, show me your friend and I'll show you your end. Because if you're moving with somebody who is not of the same passion, of the same mind, believe me, it doesn't matter what you are thinking, it doesn't matter what you are planning, it doesn't matter what you want to achieve, you end up like them. You think about, think about it, as Kieran says. Hallelujah. You know, the, the Bible said the land is green. In verse, verse 3, it says that the, the fire devours be, before them. The flames burn. The second part of that verse is that the land is like Eden before them. But behind them, after the locust has passed, they are so hungry that they eat every grain in the garden. And by the time they are leaving, the garden is a desolate place. By the time they are leaving, the garden is nothing to write home about. By the time they are leaving, the garden is, doesn't look like a garden anymore. Why? Because they have devoured everything. It is because they are hungry. They are hungry for success. They are hungry for the anointing. They are hungry for the word of God. They are hungry after God. They are passionate. As a Christian, if your best friend is somebody who is not passionate about the things of God, you are not moving like the locusts. You are not moving with the wisdom of the locusts. If, as a Christian, your best friend is an unbeliever, it says something about you. I remember once uh, a, a couple were getting married, and I saw this man come, this guy come uh, with his best man. And as he was entering, the best man was standing outside the church, smoking his last fag before he entered the service for the for the. Um, uh, ceremony and this is a, a, a guy who's supposed to be a prayer director in the church and he's marrying a, a very very um, high up person in the church and yet the best man was smoking outside before entering you know that this guy over a time over a period of time his relationship with God will become somehow strained because his best friend, the one he, he's closest to, is somebody whose passion is different. He's unequally yoked. Amen. So let the person, the scripture says that the, the appetite of the fellow locusts is something that's important. They are hungry for success. They have the same hunger after God. The group that you're in, do they have the same hunger after God? Do they have the same passion? Are they passionate to see the kingdom of God established here on earth? Or they are passionate about something else? Think about it. In Psalm, Psalm 1 verse 1 the, to 6, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the path of sinners, or sits, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river, rivers of water, and that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf shall not wither, 
who and whatsoever he does prospers, but the ungodly are not so. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. The Bible is saying that if you are blessed when you don't sit with scorners, when you don't take counsel from ungodly people, when you don't stand with sinners, because they will change your hunger, they will change your passion, they will change the things that you, you want to see in your life. These people will change it. Because they are not as hungry as you are. Hallelujah. So I'm encouraging all of us. Let's become passionate. Let's become people that are hungry. And let's move with our friends who are passionate. You see, I always say something. That a friend is a choice. Never have accidental friends. Because we live in the same neighborhood. We are friends. No. No. That's an accidental friend. That's a friend that is out of circumstance. Never have accidental friends. Rather have friends that are going where you are. Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So a man, the countenance of his brother. So look for somebody who will sharpen you. Look for somebody who will encourage you. Two are better than one, we said last week. So because they have a greater reward for their labor. Because when one is weak, the other will strengthen them. When one falls, the other will lift them up. But what do you when your friend is not of the same ilk as you? What to you when your friend doesn't have the same passion? So when you fall, they just come and laugh. When you fall, they just come and sit by you. When you fall, they come and lie in the, in the, in the debt with you because they are already in the debt. Then you are in trouble. Hallelujah. I say, look for people who have the same zeal and hunger for God. Or you will not make it post-COVID-19. Look for people who have the same desire to succeed. Or you fail. Remember, not everyone is hungry. Remember, not everything everybody says is what they believe. Don't think that they are saying that, oh, we want to succeed, so they believe in it. They don't. Because by their fruits, you will know them. By their actions, you know whether they are hungry for success or not. Hungry people are not jealous of the success of, uh, of other people. If you are working with people who are not hungry for success, they become jealous of your success. When God raises you, they are jealous of you. They'll start backbiting you. They'll start pulling you down. They'll start orchestrating your downfall because they are jealous of your success. Hallelujah. Don't work with people who are already full or people who are not hungry. Locusts don't work with people who are not hungry. They fly with other locusts that are as hungry and as passionate as they are. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. They are, also, they are also so busy eating what is in front of them that they don't notice what you are doing. If your friend is always marking your successes, if your friend is always interested in all the, your promotion, if you have a friend who is always interested in what God is using for, then I, have, I, can, I can tell you that you are working with somebody who is jealous, who is not hungry. Because I am too busy to focus on what you are doing. I am too busy to... I'll come and praise God for your success, but your success don't push me. I am too hungry for my, what I'm doing to notice what you are doing. Hallelujah. Then number eight thing that I want us to realize about the locusts 
is that the locust is relentless. Verse 4. He says that their appearance is like the appearance of horses. And like swift steeds, so they run. With a noise like chariots, over the mountains they leap. Like the noise of the flaming fire, they devour the stubble. Like a strong people set in battle array. Before them, the people wrestle in pain. All faces are drained of color. Amen. They run like mighty men. They climb up the wall like men of war. Everyone matches information. They do not break ranks. Amen. They are relentless. The word relentless means unceasing intensity. Unceasingly intense or unceasing intensity. They are relentless, which means that the, the relentless heat in the desert does not affect them. They go with the same passion as the heat around them. Relentless. They are persistent and persevering. They are continuing and constant. They continuously go towards the, the aim or the mark. You know, recently we had uh, Al-Qaeda. Or what, what, what was the other name they called them? ISIS that came a couple a year ago, a couple of years ago, and they had the same the same description of the locusts. These were young people who had a certain intensity and hunger. They were not, they didn't care whether they would be blown up, whether they would be arrested, whether they would lose their lives or not. They were just so passionate to see success that they didn't care how it came. If you ever had a chat with any successful person, the common denominator that you will find about them is they never, dis they never allowed opposition, obstacle, objections of any other, negat or any other negativity to stop them. I talked about it last week that the man, uh, uh, Bland Bartimius, was not in any way going to be shut up by the people. When they tried to shut him up, the Bible says that he cried out all the more because he wanted to see Hey, the results of a shout. He could not be bothered by what the naysayers. If you want to be successful, you have to be persevering. You have to be persistent in what you are doing. Don't worry about your position. Don't worry about your critics. Let the critics criticize. That's what they are there for. Let them do whatever they want to do. But don't let their criticism influence your behavior. Amen. What, is, what should influence your behavior is the goal that you have in front of you. For the locust, it's just all about the goal. It is not about anything but the goal. I prophesy to you that nothing can stop you. I say I prophesy to you that nothing will stop you as you walk with the aim of achieving the purpose of God for your life. You will achieve it. Nothing will stop you. Don't let the naysayers criticize you into, into submission. Even Jesus, they tried to criticize him. Say, who do you think you are? You're going to break the temple and build in three days. Have you heard such a thing before? Yeah. But Jesus was determined. The Bible said, for the price that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame thereof. That is the, the mindset of the locust. And that is the mindset that you and I must have so that we can come with, we can go with passion to see God's kingdom established. Amen. The number nine thing is that they are opportunistic. Locusts are opportunistic. 
creatures just like the ants who will take advantage of the vegetation. They'll take advantage of the wind. They'll take advantage of the, the rain. When the wind is passing, they jump into it. When they see vegetation, they devour it. When they see the, the rain, they jump. They, they use the rain to uh, free themselves so they can join the wind. A desert locust can consume roughly the, its body weight, we said last week. And it's constantly eating. A very small part of, the, of an average swarm of locusts is about one ton. They eat the same amount of food in one day as 10 elephants, as 25 camels, and as 2,500 people. In 10 days, the locusts, a, a swarm of locusts can eat the same amount of 10 camel, 10 elephants or 25 camels or 250 people. So they are not joking. Amen. Take opportunity in life. Take risk. And when opportunity presents itself, go for it. Be prepared for every opportunity. Always, like I said last week, always have in your mind a plan like the ants. Plan ahead, long ahead. Plan with the future in mind so that when the opportunity meets, you know what you are doing. So that when the wind starts blowing over your, your head to the south, you jump into it. Propel yourself towards success. Don't allow success to pass you by. Amen. Number 10. They live in harmony. The Bible says that everyone in the second part of the verse 7 says that everyone matches information. They do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone matches in his own column. Though they launch between weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the, into the houses and enter into the way windows like a thief they are people that live in harmony they don't backbite each other they don't have that you know that cra cra crabology you know crabs that they're pulling themselves down when one is trying to rise they pull each other down no 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 locals don't do that when they see you trying to climb out they come and put their shoulders down as a as a wall as a step and one will climb on them as a step so that you can all go up if we're going to succeed post-COVID-19, let us have this wisdom that we, we never succeed until we all succeed. So when your brother is, is trying to climb, push them up. When there's an opportunity, push a brother into that job. Let's be, do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Hallelujah. Do not push one another down. One of the greatest lessons that Locust teaches us is unity and harmony. They do not cross fire or do strange, stray bullets on each other. They make room for each other. They help each other. You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45, Now all who believed together were, and all, all believed together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among everyone as, as everyone had need, which means that when you somebody is, is, is in need and you have maybe two cars, you sell one car and use the money to help the other, the person to start their business. 
there are some group of people, even in this country, that behave, that practice this, this wisdom. When, like, five friends gather together, they all put their monies together and buy one house. And then you see them all with all their families. Five families will be living in one house. And they'll, they'll be saving money, saving money, saving money. And then when they get the capital, they, they, they all, you know, chip in and then buy the second house. And then they, the, the five friends now are split between two houses. And then they do the same thing until each one or each one of the five brothers or five friends have houses. It's amazing how other people can't emulate that. When you see a friend buy a house, you say there is, there is something untoward in, 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 in that thing. And you try to, to, to remember and try to uh, f- investigate and find out what they did or what so that you can bring them down. No, don't be like that. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 to 3, the Bible says, Bear one another's burden, so and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. There's no need to be competing with, with each other because we haven't reached anywhere. The sky is the limit. There's so much room in the, in, in the sky. There's so much room. In, in the open open skies for you to be competing with one another it's amazing when you see churches two churches cannot live in the same area they can't live in the same neighborhood they will be created meanwhile that if you look at the population of the city as against these two little groups of people fighting church it doesn't make sense if the, the cities house uh, one million people and each church has about 100 people. And who are they are fighting? They can't get along. 100 people. So it means that between the two of you, only 200 out of 1 million people, you have won. What sense does it make? When you can achieve at least 50,000 each, or at least 100,000 each, if you help each other. Because even 100,000 out of 1 million is only 10%. Hallelujah. So there's no need for us to operate like we do. Let's operate like the locusts. Let's have the wisdom of the locusts. That's why the, the, the wisest man that lives says that there are four little creatures. If we follow them, we'll be wise. Why are we, why are we trying to, you know, uh, backbite each other? Or, you know, stop. Sometimes you see that when, when you go and give a flyer to somebody, you know, to invite them to church, then the other church will go and collect the flyer and put it in the bin. You, you know, what, what sort of uh, nonsense is this? I remember one day when the city center preaching, and then these people came. I can't even remember. I think they said they are black Israelites or somewhere. I can't remember who they were. And instead of, you know, engaging the city center, they turned around and they were trying to accost us. They were trying to engage us in a, a, a battle of religion or battle of beliefs. I said to the guy, listen, there are over one million people passing by us. What sense does it make for me to be arguing with you? If you want to have an argument on the Bible, I showed him my office. My office is here. You can come on another day. But for this particular moment, we are here for a specific reason to win souls. 
You don't believe in what I believe. I don't believe in what you believe. But I am winning souls. You are winning souls. Why don't you concentrate on winning your souls and allow me to win my souls? So that, you know, another day you can come to my office. We can have as much, uh, uh, what do you call it, religious debates that we can have. Rather than expending energy to, to, you know, obstruct each other. It's amazing how churches, church of God is, is uh, uh, behaving. It's not just one, it, it happens all the time, even with very, various charismatic churches in the city center. When somebody hears that a friend goes to, you know, they used to go on the Facebook when they see that these people are, uh, go to CICC or go to uh, 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 another church, then they'll go and find a friend who knows a friend, who knows a friend. Why do you go to that church? That church is not a good church. As if when they leave that church, they'll come to your church. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And we call ourselves children of God. No wisdom. No, that is why our churches are so small. So small. small. We have small rooms with small congregations all over the city. If we are to walk and behave like the locusts, we have large places. Large. I mean, I, 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 look, I drive around and I look at the stadium and I see Lee's, uh, when Lee's uh, is playing, they have over 40,000, 50,000 people in attendance. Just next door, Bradford, when you go there, Bradford City, when they are meeting, when they are playing, over 20,000, 30,000 people are there. But look at the church. You don't even have 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 people sitting in any building. It's just you know, hundreds. And we are so full of ourselves, backbiting each other, trying to obstruct each other. It's like... I pray that we will have the wisdom. The Bible says that they, their weapons are being shot. They are crisscrossing the, the, the gunfire, but none of them is hit. Everybody is doing evangelism in the city center, but nobody is obstructing anybody from going anywhere. I remember one day we were doing evangelism, and then uh, there was a church um, I won't mention the name, just a few doors away from us. They were also doing evangelism. And as we were doing evangelism, their flyers got finished. And when their flyers got finished, they came to join us. They took our flyers from us and they joined us to evangelize, to tell people to come to our church. Just a church next, not too, too many uh, feet away from us. That is what we are supposed to do as Christians. They had, they had been, in, they came to the uh, place before we did. They were there from morning, doing evangelism. And when we got there, their flyers were finished. Instead of them going home, they stood with us. They took our flyers and they were distributing it and talking to people, telling them to come. And even pointing that this is the pastor. Let's go and talk to our pastor. They brought the, the people to me. Let's talk, this is our pastor. Meanwhile, the people don't come to our church. That is what Christianity is about. It's about the kingdom. It's about Christ being exalted. Not about my church, your church, this church, that church. Hallelujah. My time is up, but let, let's look at one last one. This, this um, 10 says that the earthquakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and moon grows dark, the stars diminish their brightness. Amen. Which means that the, the locals, wherever they go, they affect the, 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 the atmosphere. They take over the city. They have a contagious spirit. So wherever they are, you can feel that the locals are here. 
Amen. The earthquakes before them. See, togetherness changes the atmosphere. When a group are together, they change the atmosphere. Amen. Can you imagine if five, ten churches join together and go to the, the city center to do a crusade? It will take over the whole city center and change the, the atmosphere in the place. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 17, verse 5 to 7, the Bible says, But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the some of the evil men from the marketplaces and gathering a mob, set all the city, all the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged this is Paul and Cole. Then they went to live in Jason's house and they went to do evangelism in the city. And they dragged Jason and some men, some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These are these who have turned the world upside down, have come here too. And Jason has harbored them. And they see, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying, There is no, there is another King Jesus. You get it. But, but the import of what I want us to look at is the, the, what, the, what the Jews said, that these people have turned the world upside down. What made them turn the world upside down? The Bible says that they were to get there together where they, 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 they were loyal to the apostles' doctrine. And they were together in one accord. So they became a contagious church. Like the locusts, wherever they went, they, take off, they, they took over the, the, the atmosphere. The, the Bible says the, the clouds, the place darkens, the cloud darkens with clouds. And the cloud is not the clouds in the sky, but it's a cloud of locusts, a swamp of locusts. Can we be so contagious that wherever we step, we take over the city? Wherever we step, we take over the atmosphere, we take over the place because of the power in the unity that we have. Amen. Number 11, verse 11 says that the Lord gives voice before his army, before his camp is very great. For his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes the word, his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Who can endure the army of the locusts when they come? Who can endure when we become united? Who can endure when we become synergized? Who can endure when we become knit together in the spirit and the bond of peace? My prayer for you and for me is that this wisdom of the locusts will be our portion 